Are you tired of sending pitches for brand deals yet? Honestly, there is nothing more exhausting or discouraging than always being the one to reach out to brands for collaborations and not getting responses or not getting as many as you'd like, at least. It's like being in a relationship where you're doing all the work and getting absolutely nothing in return. Exhausting. Getting paid partnerships is not easy when you're doing all the pitching, mostly because you're going to burn out from sending countless pitches pretty quickly. But you don't have to be the first one to reach out and constantly be on selling yourself. What if instead brands were coming to you already knowing that they want to work with you? And that is not a far off dream. Truthfully, I have not sent a cold pitch to a brand since late 2021. And after years of being a content creator, I've had my fair share of brand deals. I'm Kristen Buscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, I'm giving you the scoop on how you can get brands to pitch to you and discover you on socials. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 114 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here today. Right now, I literally am so scared because I have all three dogs in the room with me while I'm recording this podcast. They're all sleeping right now, and I'm hoping that it stays that way. Anyone who has at least one dog and tries to get anything accomplished with them in the room understands how much of a task this really is, especially when one of them is still a puppy. Also, we officially got River's DNA results back. I can't remember if I told you this last week. I am literally shocked, okay? I I just can't believe that she is what she is. And I'm going to post them on my Instagram later this week. So you have to go to that post later and let me know if you're as shocked as I am. It's just so crazy. In other news, this week, TikTok has made some changes to their creator rewards program for their effects. So we had talked a few months ago at this point about the funds that they set aside. It was $6 million to pay creators who have effects that go viral. So to join, creators must now have five published filters and at least three of them have to be used in a thousand videos. And the pay rate is going to be variable now instead of a flat fee based on how viral that they're actually going. So if you're a creator who likes to make a effects, likes to make filters, you have a good chance here of making some money. So I would love to see what kind of money creators are actually making from this. So if you are someone who's participating, send me a DM and let me know. TikTok is also now allowing creators to post TikTok videos from third-party platforms. So platforms like Adobe, CapCut, DaVinci Resolve, Social Pilot, and Twitch, you'll be able to directly post TikTok videos from those platforms. And I actually did see this on the desktop version of CapCut over the weekend. I was creating a video and when you go to publish or export the video, it does ask you if you want to post the video to TikTok. So that is 
is an option. It's one step that you can skip now to make your life a little bit easier. TikTok also will now have auto captions on all videos. So instead of having to switch them on or off, they're going to be enabled on every clip and creators will still be able to edit the captions after posting, thankfully. Basically, this is just going to help with accessibility and allow users to watch TikTok without sound. It's interesting. I feel like on Instagram, I mostly watch and listen to everything without sound. But on TikTok, I almost always am watching with sound. So I'm curious if this is a thing where people on TikTok are watching a lot without sound. I definitely understand the accessibility portion of it. But are you guys listening to your TikToks without sound on? YouTube also has some news. And this is pretty interesting. I wanted to read it word for word for you from YouTube's actual like blog website so that I didn't get any of the information wrong, but they are testing out a community post feed on mobile. So word for word, we've heard that YouTube users are looking for more ways to find community posts from creators. So we're experimenting with a posts only feed on the hub on the home tab on mobile devices. If you're in the experiment, you may see a view all button on single community posts on home, which you can tap to view more posts from channels that you've engaged with in the past or posts that we think you may like. To return to the home tab from the posts only feed, you can always tap the back arrow button at the top left of your screen. We're testing this feed with a small group of users on Android and iOS mobile devices. YouTube being such a a video focused platform. I think having like a posts only feed is really interesting. Like it's almost like they're coming for more of like a threads or a Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. I'm really interested to see if this comes to fruition and if it does actually take off because I think a lot of these new platforms like threads or even this rebrand with Twitter, I don't know that people are using it as often as you would think they are. From what I've heard from most people, they downloaded threads, were really excited about it for a week, and then never went back on the app again. So I would love to hear your feedback on this, you guys. But speaking of threads, threads is exploring the option to add DMs, which I think is really interesting because DMs for me on all social platforms, I think are my favorite part. So having threads DM could actually be maybe a game changer because I think a lot of people really do like to spend time in more kind of intimate, less public conversations with people. So it could be part of their plan to basically integrate messaging onto all meta platforms. And what you may be able to do is actually have all your messages from meta platforms in one inbox. So maybe your Instagram DMs would also be able to be accessible in threads and vice versa. We'll have to see how this goes. But Threads is also making some changes with post editing and voice notes. You will now have five minutes to edit your post after uploading. And when you do edit, there's going to be a little icon indicating that the post has been edited. They're also releasing voice notes, which will appear as an attachment within a thread. This is just so weird to me because again, like this is, I think a lot of these platforms, like they focus on one thing. And then when it doesn't immediately work, they're like, let's 
try and take other things from other platforms, but then everyone ends up just being like each other. So I don't know if I love this, but also like, I don't even use threads anymore. So I guess I'm not one to talk. Now, if you're a creator who's listening, I know that you're sick of sending out countless pitches to brands. You just want the brands to come to you. Like, can we just make this a little bit easier for us to just have brands discover us so we don't have to do all of the heavy lifting? That is the ideal situation, right? So today I'm going to be sharing with you seven different ways that you can actually make this happen and that I've personally seen actually work, right? So let's talk about all the different ways that you can get brands to notice you on socials. Let's dive right into it. The first thing that I want to share with you here today may be the most controversial, but I think it's also one of the most important when it comes to actually getting brands to reach out to you. And I'm going to tell you why. You need to make your mission or your niche clear. I know a lot of people have problems with the niche thing. They're like, do I need one? Do I have to have one? I feel so boxed in. It's so limiting. First things first, next week, we're going to have an entire episode about niche and mission statements and my take on this because I think it's a pretty unique take. I am 50-50. I don't think you need to have a niche. Do I think it helps you in a lot of different aspects? Yes, but there are so many creators who do not have one that are very successful. We'll get into that more next week, but you need to make it clear what the point of your page is. So whatever you want to call that, that needs to be clear. And here's the reason. If you're a company who sells natural, organic, cruelty-free beauty products, and you're looking for creators to work with, you're searching the internet, you're searching TikTok, you're searching Instagram, and you come across so many creators that just say, beauty creator, makeup creator, skincare creator, it's like, okay, these are all options, sure. But what if you came across a creator that said natural, organic, and cruelty-free beauty only? That is like cha-ching, jackpot. This person is spot on exactly who I want to have working for me. Because what that tells us is that their audience is already so used to seeing that type of content. And that's what their audience wants to see, right? That's why they're following this person. And so if I'm a brand who has thousands of dollars to spend and I have to choose between someone who literally has my mission statement pasted all over their profile versus someone who's just saying like general beauty creator or, you know, skincare, makeup creator, whatever, it's a clear choice here. It is very clear that I'm going to choose the person who I know their target audience already wants my product. And so this is why I think it's so important for you to get specific because it's going to help brands make that decision more easily, more clearly, and reach out to you when they find you. Now, when you do have a really specific quote niche or a mission statement, whatever you want to call it, how do you actually get that portrayed to the brand in a quick and easy way? Because they don't have the time and they're realistically not going to scroll through every single post that you've ever made because who has the time for that? Like they're sourcing very likely 
hundreds of creators. They don't have the time to watch every single piece of content unless you have perfected your Instagram bio. That's the first place that most of these brands are going to look. And I put these two things at the beginning of this list because I think they are the most important for a couple of different reasons. Obviously, when a brand comes to your page and reads your bio, if it matches up with them, they're like, boom, done, perfect. But the other reason is this is the place where your keywords and your SEO terms that you're putting in the bio are going to do work. When you put those keywords in there, that is going to help you come up in search results. It's going to help index you all over the Reels tab. I mean, this is where you need to have the most important words that describe you and your content because this is one of the biggest ways that people are going to find you when they're either searching for content or when content is being distributed to them. So the most important thing is that your bio is keyword heavy and it explains why people are following you. So it explains what that niche or mission statement is. If, for example, you're a natural, organic, cruelty-free beauty creator, like we were saying in the last example, all of those keywords need to be in the bio because when people type those in, you're going to come up in the search results. So having a, a bio that almost every single word is a keyword is going to help you optimize that space and use it as wisely as possible. And that's so important. One other thing that I I actually learned in a recent interview that I did with Rafi Evans, who's the digital manager at Infinity Creative Agency, ICA. It's a big agency a lot of you guys have probably heard of, maybe even worked with. She had said when she's sourcing influencers to work with, a lot of the times her clients will have very specific like location demographics that they want to work with. And so having your location in your bio is also extremely important if you are someone who lives, you know, in an area that's probably going to be searched for. So like, you know, New York creator, Miami creator, Austin creator, whatever it is, having that in there can help you again, come up in search results. Cause if she's looking for creators for an event in Austin, Texas, if you have ATX in your bio or Austin, Texas in your bio, you're going to come up ideally in her search results. So having your location in there, if you are, I think it's most important when you're in a, a larger city, cause maybe they're not necessarily searching for like Idaho creator. Um, So I think if you have, you do live in a big city, that's very important. If this whole idea of niche and mission statements and what do I do with my IG bio, if this is confusing to you, we actually in Social Suite, my private membership creator community, we have two different workshops coming up. One is how to perfect your Instagram bio. And one is all about solidifying your niche and mission statement. So if you join us in Social Suite in our VIP membership, you're going to get access to both of these workshops for free among six other workshops that we do every single month. So ideally, if you're confused, you can join us in those in those workshops in Social Suite for free when you are a member. And there's more information about becoming a member down in the show notes. The third thing that I want you to do... And 
and I know this is one that I'm probably going to get some pushback about. I want you to create organic content for the brand. And listen, I am the first person to say, don't work for free. I don't want you to work for free. I want you to get paid, know your value, all of these things. But when you are able to create something small, something easy, something quick for the brand, you are going to get a direct line into their DMs when you tag them, right? Because when you tag someone in a reel or in a post in a story, you get sent that post into the DMs. So no one likes to create free content, but in reality, this is the best way to get the brand's attention because they're going to not only get a DM from you saying, hey, this person you know, tagged you in whatever, but they're also going to see that you created content and tag them in it. And that is a great way to show your dedication and your loyalty to the brand. Don't overthink it. Don't overproduce. Maybe it's just mentioning it in a story. For example, I feel like I use this as an example a lot and maybe I should reach out to this brand. Laneige, I feel like if you've ever been in any of our live group meetings in Social Suite, I always pull this product because it's always right on my computer desk. It's the lip mask. If I, for example, took a, a picture with that and posted it on Instagram stories and tagged them in it and was like, you know, I use this lip mask literally every single day because I'm, you know, talking in workshops, talking on the podcast, talking in calls all day and my lips get so dry. That's like such an easy way for me to just throw something up. I'm not creating like a whole branded video where it's like super well produced and I'm selling the product. I'm just being like, wow, this is on my desk all the time and I love it. Bye. Done. (laughs) Easy, right? You just want to do this to let them know that you exist. You're sliding right into their DMs. You're showing, hey, you guys didn't ask me for anything, but I just love you that much that I'm going to do it for you anyway. There it is. Hi, I exist. And when you do this a few times, you're going to just consistently come up in their DMs as someone who very clearly loves this brand. Most likely what's going to happen after this, especially with like beauty and fashion brands, you're probably going to get offered some products. And then once you get product from a brand, once they're like, hey, we would love to send you more of the lip mask or whatever it might be, and you get PR from them, this is a great time to start your relationship with them. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. If you need more help on what to do with your PR or your gifted items, let me know. We'll create a whole separate episode about it. But this is your chance. Like This is your foot in the door. Getting products from a brand is not a bad thing. Just because they're not saying, hey, we want to pay you immediately, you are getting your foot in the door. They're giving you the opportunity to prove yourself. This is great. This is a good thing. So whenever you have the chance to just pick up a product that you love and share it on stories, or maybe if you're doing, you know, my my five favorite things I always have in my purse in the fall, whatever it might be, this is a great way to get your foot in the door and let the brand know that you exist. Speaking of the content that you're creating, one other really great way that you can get brands to discover you and figure out that you even exist is to create kind of branded content that's going to appeal to the companies that you want to work for. So you need to show the brand because when they're looking through your Instagram or your TikTok, if all your videos are not really 
really like advertisements. Like if you don't have any examples of here's what I would do if I was creating a video for a brand, then it's very difficult for the brand to kind of brainstorm what that might look like. So for example, I want to work with more dog brands. You guys know, you listen to this podcast every week. You look at my Instagram. Clearly dogs are a huge part of my life. And so because I want to work with more dog brands, I took a product that I already love, use all the time, whatever. It's a topple, which I'm not going to go into a whole spiel about what it is, but it's basically a, a dog product where I can put my dog's food in it and freeze it and she eats it in her crate and it lasts like forever and it entertains her, whatever. It's like this great enrichment tool for dogs. And so I created a video showing how I use the topple and talking about like how much I love it and why I love it and why, why it's beneficial. This was not a sponsored video for topple, but I probably could have fooled a lot of people because it kind of felt like one, you know, like it, it had all of the elements of an advertisement on social media. And I just did it because I loved it. And I knew people would find it valuable. And that was a really great way for me to show different dog brands. Hey, if you were to hire me for an ad, here's like a good example of what that would look like. Also, here's a great example of how many people are going to comment on it, what those comments are going to look like, how it's going to perform. And it gives them a little bit more insight into what a partnership with you is actually going to look like. Because how do they know if you don't have any examples? It's literally like hiring a makeup artist and not having any examples of their work and then just kind of like trusting that they're cool people and they're going to do a great job, right? just because they've done some videos where they like talk to the camera and aren't really like showing you the makeup that they've done. It's very difficult for someone to hire you just off trust of, hey, I swear I'm a really good creator. I swear I create really great content because there's just too many creators out there for you not to have proof of that. You can also use a brand's hashtag in your post. And I know that this is not gonna apply to every brand. Target style is like the first one that I think of. So if you're a fashion creator and you want to work with Target using hashtag Target style, that's a hashtag they probably check every day, multiple times a day. They probably see every single post that goes on there. And that is a great way to go put your content somewhere that you know a brand is going to look at, right? Because we don't always know if they're going to see like if we just write something about Target in the caption and like maybe tag them in the comments, not in the post. Because if you write someone's tag in the in the caption, then that's not going to go to their DMs. That's going to go to their little notifications tab, which is very overwhelming. We don't spend a lot of time there. And so if you can find a way to get your content and your profile in front of a place where you guaranteed know they're going to see it, that's golden. And typically that's a brand's hashtag if they have one. I know like ASOS has one, Urban Outfitters has one. A lot of the bigger brands, typically it will be in the bio of the brand or you can look at their posts or things that they've maybe reposted. And sometimes you'll see the hashtags in those captions as well. One of the other things that I've done over the years that has really been a very, very fruitful <laughs> method here of getting brands to actually consistently think of you when partnerships come up is to build connections with the agencies. So if you ever have an agency that you work with, agencies are a goal 
old guys. They work with so many different brands. It's always different brands in and out. And so if you can start to work with an agency, anytime that a a brand comes up that it's like, ooh, this creator that I've been working with would be a great fit for this brand, they can reach out to you time and time again. And it's not like they're always hiring the same creators for the same brands, again, because they do work with so many different brands. Also, this is a great way to really build relationships so that you can get paid more fairly, get more consistent work, and just work with a plethora of brands instead of you having to manually go find all of those brands. When it comes to agencies, if you ever get invited to events by agencies, go to those events, talk with the people at the agencies, build connections with the actual human beings behind the computer or that are building these events and putting them together. After you finish a partnership with them, send them a physical thank you card, like an actual thank you card that you wrote with your hand and a pen and paper. Thank you card, put a Starbucks gift card in there, whatever you want to do. Show them that you genuinely care. And that human connection is going to take you so far. Over deliver on your partnerships. Be a great brand partner, especially with agencies. Agencies are gold. It's a gold mine. You could just continuously work with them and it's always going to be different. It's always going to be fresh and there will be so many more opportunities than if you're working directly with one brand. But when you do have brands that you want to work with that are just one brand and not an agency, interact with them. This is truly one of the best ways to get recognized. Don't you notice the people that constantly show up for you on your Instagram? Like when you have someone who comments on every pose, who always likes stuff, who always replies to your stories, you know those people's handles. You've probably had conversations with them. You know them, you notice them. And so thinking about your connection with brands, that's no different because there's still human beings behind the brands that run those accounts. Become their friend. Find them on LinkedIn, connect with them, respond to their stories, comment on their posts, turn on post notifications so you're always in there. How can you show this brand, hi, I exist, first of all, but beyond that, I exist and I'm extremely loyal to your brand. I love you guys so much that everything you post, I'm in there. Like I keep up with what you're doing. I am loyal. If I were a brand, I'm going to give my money to that person before I'm going to give my money to the person who sends me a cold pitch that they probably copied and pasted and just really like I'm just deleting that email. I'm going to give the money to the person who has been there consistently to show me that they love my brand. Remember, building relationships with brands takes time. This is the hardest part for a lot of creators. You have to be patient and authentic in your approach. It's going to take time. And this is why with the anti-pitch method, which if you haven't heard about the anti-pitch method, we have a whole class on the anti-pitch method and a guide for free for Social Suite members. So if you get into Social Suite, you'll be able to learn this entire method. It's all based on building relationships relationships. One of the things that we do with the anti-pitch method is we pick a certain handful of brands every single month that we start these relationships with. And maybe the, the relationships that you created in July are just now in October 
coming to fruition. This takes time. You have to be patient. As you implement these strategies, focus on building a strong personal brand that aligns with your values, resonates with your audience, and those potential brand partners. Because that is when you are going to be the obvious choice of who to reach out for or who to reach out to if it's a brand who is looking for creators. After hearing all of these tips, I hope that you're ready to go redo your Instagram bio, come to our bio and niche workshops. You're ready to create organic content for these brands. You're going to look for some brand hashtags to create in your posts and really focus on building relationships. If you have any questions, my DMs are always open. I hope to see you guys next week when we talk all about niches and mission statements. And if you need anything, send me a DM and let me know. Bye.